So last week we were in full celebration mode. My daughter and her dad had birthdays back to back. Can you believe that my youngest is officially a teenager? Oh my goodness. And if you were in our emails, if you subscribe to our email list, then you know that we did something huge to celebrate the occasion. We provided a 60% off all of our digital products last week for one day only. And a lot of you took advantage of that. But my question is like, where does the time go? She was just a baby, but now she's, so I guess she's still a baby, just a, an older baby. She's 13. And I always, you know, joke and say, okay, there's so much closer to getting out of the house. But when I was running the errands and getting stuff together for her birthday, I was like, oh my gosh, they're one step closer to getting out of the house. Oh, 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 oh. Anyway, 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 one of the things that we did last week together is we watched she-Hulk. Are you watching She-Hulk? Now, we are huge Marvel fans. And so, I'm an attorney, which means Marvel plus me being an attorney, you know I have to watch She-Hulk. And so, last week, we watched two episodes. We watched episode four and five. Both of them are good. But today, we're talking about episode four because I could totally relate. As an attorney, as a brand attorney, as an attorney that works with business owners and entrepreneurs, I could absolutely relate to this episode. So heads up, this episode of Own Your Genius Podcast does contain spoilers of She-Hulk. So if you do watch She-Hulk, if you intend to watch She-Hulk, you might want to go watch episode four and then come back and listen to this podcast because there are some spoilers and we're going to get into that. Welcome back to the Own Your Genius Podcast where we discuss building businesses, growing brands, and what else? Owning your genius. I'm your host, attorney LaConya Murray, owner of Off The Mark IP Solutions. Off The Mark is a boutique intellectual property firm representing innovative entrepreneurs, aka geniuses, who are looking to protect their brand and grow their business with ongoing legal support and business mentorship. We have a good one for you today, so let's get started. So in episode four of She-Hulk, Wong, and you know Wong, Wong is from Doctor Strange, right? So Wong wants to sue a magician for the unauthorized use of magic. And I promise you, like, I swear, it felt like a majority of the discovery calls that we have here in this office were off the mark. Oh my goodness. Like somebody wants to stop someone else from doing something. So we say, okay, let's get a little bit more information. Let's dig on in because this could be easy, but we don't know. So in this case, Wong wants to stop a former student Johnny Blaze from using the school's sacred teachings in his shows. And Jenna's like, okay, cool. This seems like pretty straightforward. He's a former student and he's using stuff that he got from your school in his shows. Cool. Let me just ask you some questions because this seems pretty straightforward, right? <laughs> That's me giggling because it always, it always seems straightforward until it isn't. Okay, so. She proceeds to ask these questions right here. Did Mr. Blaze sign an NDA or non-compete agreement? Wong says, what's the answer? What does he say? No. And she's like, okay, okay, no worries, no worries. Or what? Did he sign a contract when he began training? And Wong says, well, the students pledge themselves to be loyal servants of the mystic arts. And Jen's like, great, that is awesome. Did you get it in writing? And Wong's like, no, why would I do such a thing? And this is where you can literally cue 
Warren Hills. It could all be so simple, but you'd rather make it hard. Sorry about that. My, My singing voice is not what it used to be. But legit, it could be so simple as you won't stop someone from doing this. Great. Do you have the written authorization that allows you, gives you the authority to do so? Oh, wait, you don't. So now we're going to end up in court trying to see who wins and battle this out. Okay. Okay. Cool beans. So not using written contracts in your business, it's a bad move. And you've heard me talk about this over and over again. It really is a bad move. Most people, when they think about contracts, they think about like one-on-one services or, you know, disagreements between like you and somebody else. But I want to talk today about like, what about your website? A legit, that piece of internet real estate where you share your services and your products and your blog content and anything else. What type of understanding do you have with the people who visit your website every single day? And more importantly, is that understanding in writing? So first of all, I'm just going to say this. The contract for your website is either going to be called terms of use or terms of conditions. And it's not required by law for you to have one. I'm just going to put that out there so people won't be like, oh, I have to have this. I won't be in compliance, something like, no, It's not legally required for you to have one, but, oh my goodness, but, 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 but. Today, we're going to discuss four reasons why your website should absolutely have terms of use or terms and conditions on its site. Like, absolutely, without a doubt. The first reason that you will want to have a written contract is, dude, it limits your liability. You have all these people coming to your website day after day after day, minute after minute after minute. If your SEO and your other marketing is good, you always have someone on that website. And with that many people visiting your website, there's bound to be some sort of, I don't want to say misunderstanding, something that can happen where they can be like, oh, well, I relied on your website and this happened. So when you have written terms, you can limit your liability. For instance, someone's on your website and they're reading a blog article that you wrote and maybe the information may be misdated or things have changed since then, since you wrote the article and it hasn't been updated. But someone read that article and they were like, oh my gosh, I read your this article on your website and I relied on it. And because of that, X, Y, Z happened. Well, if you have terms of use on your website, you can limit that liability by saying that you're not liable, that some of the information could be mistaken or misdated or anything of that nature. If you put that type of information on your website, terms of use, if there are errors or inaccuracies or any other type of omissions, you can literally say that in your terms of use saying, Hey, sometimes There may be some information on our website that contains some typographical errors, inaccuracies, or omissions. And if that happens, then we have the right to correct it or we're not liable for that. Matter of fact, I'm recalling an incident back in July when DoorDash had that glitch that people were able to order food and order things from DoorDash and have it delivered without being charged. They actually have a clause in their terms that say that if something like that happens, they have the right to go back and charge the correct amount. So having terms on your website can actually be a lifesaver. Again, it can limit your liability for what you're responsible for. If you have third-party links on your website and someone clicks that link 
to the website and something's going on on that website that's not the best or to their benefit, instead of just having a problem with that website, now they can have an issue with you. But if you have the right terms, you can limit that liability and saying that you're not responsible for the content on third-party links, things of that nature. So that's number one. That's the number one reason that you would want to use written terms on your website is to limit your liability. And we always want to limit our liability where we can and where it makes sense. And the second reason you want to have terms of use on your website is your intellectual property. Your website contains your trade names, your trademarks, your logos, copyrighted material from the content that you're putting on there. And you need to make sure that that information is protected. So in your terms of use or in your terms and conditions, whichever one you choose to call it, you can literally have a clause in there that calls out to property, letting people know that, hey, this website contains intellectual property that belongs to us. You do not have the authority to use it. You visiting this website is not a license for you to use and unauthorized use will be an infringement and will be prosecuted. Like you can put that notice out there up front and let people know that this is what it is. Like they don't have the right to do this. And what happens is because when they come to your website, they agree by being on this website, they agree to these terms of use. If something happens and they are infringing on your website, for example, I've seen people actually advocating for others to go to websites that they admire, people that are doing better than them, look at the copy that they have and literally copy it. I've seen people say that. If that happens, you are now biting. These people have their terms of use. Those people have violated the terms of use. And when it comes to a copyright infringement lawsuit, you can say that willingly because you went on there after being put on notice and you did this thing. So protect your, your intellectual property people at all times. You know I'm going to tell you to protect your intellectual property. Another reason that you want to use written terms, which would be reason number three, is that in doing so, you can provide restrictions on how your content can be used. So for instance, I know that there are certain softwares and things that go mining for content and pulling out information, you can make that so that that is a violation of the agreement in visiting your website. You can also make it so that people know, for instance, this is a good one here because a lot of times when you have websites, people will email you suggestions and different things. And if you have on there like communication clause that says, hey, thank you for communicating with us. This is our email. Do not send us sensitive information do not send us confidential information because if you do, if you send us feedback or questions or comments or suggestions and anything like that, we are free to use those ideas and concepts that you send us without any other responsibility to you. So you can put stuff like that in your terms of conditions or terms of use to let people know not to send that information to you because what happens is they can say, oh, well, I gave them that idea. And so I should have a part of that. That's my intellectual property that they're using because I created that. Now you have these terms of use that says, hey, you came to our website, you know, you sent us this contact form and it says in our terms of use that anything that you send is ours. We're free to use it for however we plan on using it. And again, with these restrictions, that's where the intellectual property comes in. You can tell them that they can't use the content on your website. I had someone actually do that. I would create blog posts and they would literally copy it and paste it on their website. Now they would give me credit, but there was no link back. There was none of that stuff. You can say that that's a violation. 
You can also make it a violation to promote. So if you have comments and things, you can make it a violation for people to promote their business in the comments, like on your website. Like that's not what it's for. So you can make it a violation of your website. And you're like, okay, well, we have all these violations. We have all these restrictions. So what? What does that mean? That means you can actually block people from your website. And you're like, well, it's a, it's a website. Why is that such a big deal? So sometimes people have websites that are free to the public. And sometimes people have websites that are not free to the public. Maybe they have a paywall or something behind it. No matter what it is, being able to control how this content is received and what the other people can do with it and what you're being very clear on what your liability is as it relates to the content that you put out is really important in the back end and we never want to think about you know what the what ifs if everything doesn't work out correctly like Wong Wong's like everyone that comes to our school they pledge to be loyal servants to the mystic arts well what if they decide you know what I'm not into this mystic arts anymore. I don't have the same values anymore. You know, something changes. What then? And they change their mind because people can change their mind at any time. And sometimes people visit your website and don't have the best intention. So you need to be able to protect yourself in those cases. And another reason that I really like having written terms, because literally terms change. What you accepted at one point, you might change that at another point in time. And when you have these terms of service or terms of use, you can literally say in that, that these terms are subject to change. And then you'll give them notice when it changes so they can agree to it when they come back to your website, but they can change. So the thing that they agree to, or you allowed at one point, if you choose not to allow that anymore, that's fine. They continue to visit your website. Now they're agreeing to these new terms that you've created. Hey genius, we're going to get back to the podcast episode in just a moment, but first I need to ask you, have you heard of the Genius Insider program? The Genius Insider is our low-cost, high-value legal subscription program for innovative entrepreneurs who are disrupting their industry. Your monthly, quarterly, or annual membership gives you access to free consultations and document review so you can speak with an attorney before you put yourself in a janky legal situation. Your subscription also gives you access to contract templates and discounted legal services. Visit GeniusInsider.co, that's GeniusInsider.co, to learn more and apply. Now let's get back to our regularly scheduled program. There's so many ways that you can use your terms of use. If you sell products, you can put in there, even though you might have a separate refund policy somewhere else, you can put in your terms of use what your payment policies are, what your refund policies are. You can put it in several different places so people won't be surprised when you're like, we don't do refunds here. That's not something that we do. If you are a service provider, and you have a website that's advertising your services or showcasing your services, and you have blogs and just content on your website, you should have something in those terms and conditions that say, hey, there's a limit to our services, that this is not medical advice, that this does not form a doctor-patient relationship, it does not form an attorney-client relationship, this does not form a coach-client relationship. You can put things of that. If you have a website that requires passwords and sign-in names, you can put something here that says, hey, it's your responsibility to come up with a unique password and username and not to share it with anyone. So people won't be like, well, I didn't, you know, I didn't know. You can protect yourself in those ways. You can have it so that if you have a website where people are uploading content, to your website. You can have it so that you have certain rights to that content, that you have a non-exclusive 
license. That's what most social media sites have. When you post something on their website, they have the non-exclusive license, meaning that you still own it, but you're giving them permission to use it and to share it. Or if this is really important, you know, you have a website where there's people, again, uploading content that you're saying that, hey, our liability is limited. You're choosing to upload this content up there. So if something happens, if someone steals your idea because you put a comment out there or they take your picture and use it in a certain way, that's on you because you chose to put this content on this site in this way. So that is our argument for why you should have written terms of use for your website. You absolutely should. And if you need one, make sure you go to the Mark Legal platform because, of course, we do have that contract template available for you. But let me know, what do you think about using contract terms on your website? Is it something that you have done, something you thought about, something that you wondered if you really need it? I want to know in the comments. Hit us up below. Let's take this conversation over to the Mark Legal community. I want you to share this episode with three people and have them meet you there. But you know what to do before you go. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and rate the podcast. Until next week, I want you to keep building your business, growing your brand, and owning your genius.